Welcome to the Geek Saga Podcast, brought to you by Geek Saga Entertainment. I'm Tara Lynn of Geek Saga Entertainment, and welcome to the seventh annual Drinking Con show, a pre-Dragon Con webcast where we discuss news, updates, cosplay, parties, and more, and have quite a few drinks in the process. Today, I'm joined by Manny and Marcy, and Ashley, one of my usual co-hosts for Drinking Con, will be joining us very soon, as in hopefully within the next 10 or 15 minutes. So Manny and then Marcy, go ahead and introduce yourselves, share any social media info you might have, give me a brief synopsis of your Dragon Con history, and do not forget to tell everybody what you're drinking. Hey guys, my name is Manny. You can find me online at Manny Sabino Art, where I am slowly getting better and better in art all the time. I have nowhere near as much experience as everyone else in Dragon Con, but I have probably gone about five times. First time was in uh, 2012, and I had no idea what I was walking into, and I felt really anxious and nervous, and I felt dumb because I was wearing a costume, and then all of a sudden I saw there was just this entire mecca of everyone dressed up and i really felt at home so that's pretty much uh, my history i'm drinking the uh the ever so wonderful white claws because yeah as i'm getting older my stomach is like bruh you can't drink drink like you used to anymore you know i got the pepsi next to the bed for the morning (laughs) i'm marcy you can find me marcy underscore atl any and everywhere i was trying to figure out my first dragon con i usually save my badge pass and the oldest one I could find was 2015, so maybe 2015. I used to be super into cosplay. Then I started doing panels, and I felt strange being in cosplay on stage. So now I just go as me, and I'm drinking Yingling. Very exciting. Hey, Yingling is my uh, Dragon Con to-go beer, honestly. I always bring other beers. Like, I'll bring a couple six-packs of good beer, but Yingling is the one I get, like, two cases of. That is the Dragon Con beer, honestly. For for me, and and honestly, I think for a lot of people in my friend group, too. (laughs) If it's not, like, a craft beer, it's Yingling. Once Ashley joins, we'll have her reintroduce herself and whatnot. But as I already mentioned, I'm Tara. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at A Geek Saga and on the web at AGeekSaga.com. I've been attending DragonCon since 2012. And tonight I am drinking a plethora of things because I don't have time to go refill things while I'm doing this. So right now I'm drinking a pre-made espresso martini with a dash of milk. I have a vodka soda waiting in the wings and a cooler backpack. It is ye old booze backpack. I have a newer booze backpack for Dragon Con. So this is ye old booze backpack packed with some ruby grapefruit white claws. Also, don't forget that Geek Saga Entertainment now has a Patreon with 10 tiers ranging from $1 a month to $40 a month. It offers tons of ways to support us and receive some great perks in return, including uh, whenever Manny and I get back at it sometime after Dragon Con, our 90s and noughties cringe factor series in which we watch 90s and early 2000s rom-com like teen movies and make fun of them. All that said, it's time to list out the drinking game rules. So... We drink when any of the following happens or is mentioned. Legacy hotel rooms. The Dragon Con app. That one's always rough. The word habitrail is used. 
when any of the cults are mentioned, and we're going to do this in a first time they're mentioned thing, because I forgot to weave that caveat into this rule in previous years, and it gets kind of messy now that there are so many cults, Carpet, Trashy, FedEx, John, 36 Dozen Eggs. I might be missing a cult from last year, but I don't know. If anybody in the chat can think of a cult that I might be missing, let me know. We also drink the first time a specific party is mentioned. So if Bunny Hunch is mentioned three times, we only drink that first time. This next one, I have tried my best this year, as I did last year, to halt the forward movement of it. But whenever there is a pet or animal-related interruption, I think Marcy says she is probably going to be the biggest culprit for that this year. And then when I mention being an attending pro or I guess, you know, I'm going to go with House of the Dragon. I usually go with Red Dead, but I'm not doing any Red Dead stuff this year. So it literally wouldn't make any sense. So yeah, I'm going to say when I, when I mentioned being an attending pro or House of the Dragon, when Ashley comes on, it'll be when Ashley mentions Canada or being Canadian or Final Fantasy. And Manny, do you want to give your two things that we have to drink for if you mention them? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to throw in Final Fantasy in there anyway, because I feel like that's what I'm going to say. And anytime I mention that I'm from Miami, if I ever say oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a that's, good one. Yeah, that's hard. What about you, Marcy? What are your two things? I'll say definitely Red Rising, because I'm, I'm going to mention Red Rising every chance I get. And uh, Animal Rescue. Okay, now that we've got our drinking rules laid out, we're going to start with DragonCon Tips and Tricks and 2023 Registration, which is at the hotel formerly known as the Sheridan, <laughs> aka the Cortland Grand. Honestly, real quick, this is technically a new news thing, but we might as well just get it out of the way. The Sheridan switching owners and names, does anybody have any feelings about this? I've never cared about the Sheridan, so I don't, but... Yeah, I, do. I avoid the Sheridan at all costs, so mm -hmm. I'm indifferent. I go on a press pass, so I don't have to enter the Sheridan if I don't want to, so I don't. Mm. <laughs> oh, same. I always felt like that hotel was kind of like the uh, like the dark alleyway to get to another hotel. We were like, oh, we can yes. kind of get there. Like, it's like a shortcut. It's like, oh, we can get there, but we have to go through the Sheridan. You know? <laughs> like, that's how I've kind of always felt. Now, the first year that I was there in 2012, I mean, I had an entire bottle of wine within an hour sitting on a couch in there because I was just so excited and I didn't know how to really regulate my drinking back then. So I really like went off the chain. So that was my only experience. Um, at, oh, and I met uh, Felicia Day there at oh, Sheridan. Yeah. yeah, and it was surprising to see her there because I was like, why are you here? You know, like this is this is not the best hotel of all of them. And you said you started going in 2012, Manny? Yeah, that was I the, really. Uh, Wow, I assumed you'd been going for way longer than me. <laughs> nope. My convention experiences when I was younger pretty much came to, back in the 90s, I used to go to like the comic book conventions in, in Miami. And, uh, <laughs> uh oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> and in Orlando and stuff. But back then it was most, it was mostly like artist alley kind of stuff. There wasn't really mm. any type of costuming. I never saw costuming. I didn't, the first time I saw costuming was in, um, where was it? It was some anime convention that was mm. in Miami, and it was the first anime convention I went to, and that was the first time I'd ever seen people dressed up, like, ever. And I, I was probably, like, 24 or something like that. I've never, I had never seen that, you know, 
before that. So I had no idea what I was walking into when I went into 2012. I made like a metal exoskeleton suit that was like Tony Stark when he's making the Iron Man, you know, outfit. And I was waiting in line and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be so dumb. And I felt so out of place. And then I just kind of looked at the line and everybody was dressed up and I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. I can do this. The couple of years that I waited in line at registration, I never, I never dressed up to wait in line. I think one year I wore Inuyasha years and that was like my bow to cosplay while waiting in like a three hour registration line at the Sheridan. But yeah, so anyway, it's at the Sheridan this year. None of us really care about the Sheridan and we all avoid it at all costs, <laughs> not surprisingly. I did get some intel through various sort of official Dragon Con sources um, pieced together basically from the progress report and some things that they apparently put in their Discord that attendance is supposedly limited this year to a number between 2019 attendance and last year's attendance. So more than 2022, but not as bad as 2019. <laughs> I would like a better uh, point than that because 2019 was the worst. 2018 was kind of bad too. And so was 2017. If we took it back to like 2015 levels, which was still way higher than last year, I'd be happy. But yeah, I don't know. I hate that they won't give an exact number, but it is what it is. Yeah. They do have day passes available, but again, they're limited. I think day passes have to be bought ahead of time, as in like you have to buy them before a certain date, possibly like a week beforehand or by Wednesday or Thursday of this week. To be honest, I couldn't. It's been very hard to find information this year because I guess it all goes places that I don't frequent, aka the Discord. But also, this was the case last year. And possibly in 2021 as well. I I don't know, but all badges have to be purchased through GrowTix. So while you might be able to buy badges during the convention, you have to get them online via GrowTix before picking up your badge at registration. Somebody's in the hold on, I gotta show this. Rip Sheridan. <laughs> I mean, really? Rip Sheridan though? Uh... <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was Rip Sheridan many years ago. <laughs> It was just still, it was just like, it was like an autopsy. You already knew it was dead. You just had to try to figure out why it's dead. I think about the Sheridan and I just think about people standing in line waiting to get in mm -hmm. to get their badge. But then I think about like the furries and they're like full blown fur costumes standing in that Atlanta heat. And I'm like, if I had to do this, I just wouldn't go. <laughs> like I can't imagine standing in those, like those super hot or anything, you know, like the armor or whatever. Like it's so hot and you're just standing, you're stagnant for like two hours. I yeah. just, ugh, the Sheridan makes my eye twitch. Honestly, after one of the, after an experience I had this summer at a Red Dead convention, which ah, I did, I'm not making you guys drink for Red Dead, go me. But yeah, after an experience I had this summer at a Red Dead convention, I think that waiting in line for the Sheridan badges is like weak sauce, but <laughs> that might just be me. Patrick in the chat was saying that it gets way too crowded. Even in 2021, when attendance was allegedly cut in half, it was too packed to move in a lot of places. Personally, I didn't experience that in 2021 or last year, but 2019, actually even 2018 were so bad that 2021 and 2022 felt like God's grace upon us. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, new news for 2023. As far as I know, there are no masks required anywhere at all this year. Again, if anybody knows otherwise, please let me know. Last year, they were required in panel rooms, supposedly. The hilarious part about that is only one of the tracks that I spoke on panels for actually required them for both panelists and audience members and would go around and uphold that rule. It was the high fantasy track. Uh, everybody else didn't really seem to care. 
So there's that. I don't know. I mean, honestly, the masks last year, you were there last year, Marcy. So like the masks last year in the panel rooms felt silly. I'm not mad about them not upholding the mask rule in panel rooms because there was no mask mandate in Atlanta anymore like there was in 2021. So nobody was wearing them anywhere else. Right. All right. Other new news for 2023. Oops, the strike. No. And I say this with all the respect in my heart. I completely agree with what is going on with the writers and actors strike. Guests will not be able to talk about struck works or sign anything other than basic headshots or things you bring from home. However, whether or not they will sign a picture you have printed from a show they were on or a Funko Pop of their character is actually up to the guest. I've not heard anything about other conventions that have happened in the past month or two where they anybody actually refused to sign something that people brought from home, but it is possible. So just keep that in mind if you're going to the Walk of Fame expecting to get things signed. According to a friend of mine in regard to guest panels, and this is somebody who is, I don't remember if he's an attending pro or a guest at Dragon Con. There's a difference. It's very slight. But he said that they are setting up a Discord server where you can pose questions specific to each ballroom for the celebrity panels. The moderators will have access to that along with having pre-planned generic questions that are already set for each day. So it sounds like there will not be any you get to go up to the mic and ask a question, which is surely for the best because... Have you guys been to actor panels before or guest panels before and just cringed at the questions that people ask sometimes? Yeah, almost every time. (laughs) Yeah. I've only went to like two. I went to Gillian Anderson and I went to the uh, BSG panel. Those are the only two panels I ever went to. I got so much more into the social life and stuff that I just never went to panels. Unless it was like a friend of mine who had a panel or something like that, then it was like, okay, well, I'm going to go support them. Yeah, I've only been to a couple guest panels at DragonCon. I've been to them at other conventions. I was a moderator on a guest panel last year at DragonCon. And thankfully, when I was a moderator, it wasn't so much like people asking awkward questions, but it was the people getting up and telling like a five minute story before they get to their question. That's also a problem. So I'm really happy that they're doing this. And I know it sucks to not get to actually stand up there and ask your question yourself. But yeah, that said, the Marriott Lion incident, you live in Atlanta, Marcy, has the Marriott Lion that got hit by a car been fixed? Do you know? Or did you hear about this? Oh, but now I'm gonna drive by tomorrow because I, I desperately want to know. What a bizarre thing to happen, though. Like, how did, how? I had no idea. That's crazy. I didn't even hear. This is the first time that I heard about it was reading it. I was like, wait, what happened to the lions? All I know is somebody hit it. Do you know anything more about it? I have no idea. So you don't know if it's been fixed yet? I'm not sure. So anyway, one of the Marriott lions is, (laughs) Tyler says, targeted lion attack. (laughs) Yeah, one of the Marriott lions is missing a head. The poop lions for anybody. When I say Marriott lions, I realize I probably need to actually say the poop lions. The poop lions. That's how I know them by the poop lions. If it was a clean break, maybe they fixed it already. It just feels so weird to Popped it back on. Yeah. <laughs> All the gum stuck to it. Yeah. They just used some Gorilla Glue. All the gum stuck to the side of it. They can just wait until the convention. I mean, with all the powers combined of all the cosplayers, they can put it back together. I <laughs> yes, yeah. Every one of those cosplay fix-it people, what do they, they call themselves? Like cosplay 
there's people have different names for it when medics they do it. Or whatnot, I love right? those. I, saw, yeah. I love that. Yeah, cosplay medics, fix it Felix or cosplay. I don't know. Like all those people, they just need to get together with all of their fixing supplies and get that head back on it. It's not. But yeah, like you said, such a bizarre freaking thing to happen. How do you run that far off the road on that on that road? I'm picturing the line and like no matter what happened, I don't understand how the car could have gotten to the line like did it soar through the air like it just yeah. went, i can't picture it logically i've seen a lot of you know i've lived in uh i live in lawrenceville so it's not terribly far from atlanta and spending some time with uh some of the drivers here it makes sense to me that somebody did that with their car and as somebody who came from miami which is notorious for like terrible drivers i never felt afraid driving there here i'm like oh, yeah, i don't i don't feel good oh my gosh I just had a thought. Little do we know they're actually filming another Baby Driver movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Daniel in the chat says it was a uh, semi-truck. Still, At least I, that's more normal. Thank you for the information, but also that, that kind of gives me more questions. Why were they going that fast right there? Maybe they were delivering something and made the turn wrong. I don't know. Anyway, we can try to figure this out for who knows how long. But anyway, nobody knows if it's been fixed, apparently. So I guess we'll see. One thing we always just kind of bring up is last minute hotel room blocks. And obviously, this is so late in the game that it doesn't really matter for anybody because I don't think there's going to be any actual con rate room blocks opening this late. But for future years, we always like to mention when they happened and with what hotels. So so the high has opened several blocks throughout the year. One was maybe legacy rooms, but every time they've opened a block, even the ones that weren't legacy, they were all gone in like minutes. The Weston opened rooms at least once. They were also gone pretty quickly, though nowhere near as fast as Hyatt rooms. And then as recently as a month and a half or two months ago, at least one downtown non-host hotel, I think it was the Ritz, had rooms available. I don't know that they still do. I would doubt it. But compared to previous years, there's still not as much availability and people trying to trade off lease their legacy rooms. Uh-oh, drink. Sorry, guys. It's not as much availability as there was last year and, and the year before, but there's still more availability than there honestly really had been since like, I mean, shit, even in 2012 for my first year, I booked my hotel room for that year in like October or November of 2011. It was like the last hotel in downtown Atlanta that had rooms left and it was behind the West End. So close and still downtown, but not even in a host hotel adjacent in terms of being official with DragonCon. But anyway, so still still room blocks opening throughout the year. Hotel themes and other things about the hotels. So have either of you ever stayed at the Sheridan or the West End? Not during DragonCon. No. Okay. Apparently the Sheridan and the West End never had the special DragonCon keys, but they will for the first time this year. Oh, I'm sorry, the Cortland Grand. <laughs> I should have made that role anytime we say Sheridan instead of yeah. Cortland Grand. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not adding a role this late in the game. Apparently, they're getting special Dragon Con keys for the first time ever this year, which I had no idea they'd never had them. I thought that was an all host hotel things, but I guess it was just the big three. The Hilton theme sounds like it's going to be Mario. Yes. I know, Manny, you used to stay at the Hilton, right? Or I don't know if you're staying, staying yeah, this year. Yeah. Not this year, but yeah, I stayed there, I think, for four years, I think, mm. or whatever. The last year I was there, 2019, it was bumping. Like, they changed something in some type of management there because they had the karaoke, they had the dance parties, and generally we would go to, like, the Pulse. That was where we always hung out at. But this time around, 
I spent very little time there. That was the last time I went was 2019. And and we would just hang out here because I was like, man, this is way better. I mean, there was more room to move and it was still super packed. So there was a lot of people to talk to and hang out with. Way better. At least for me anyway. Yeah. 2019 held it. It it looked really cool in there. And like you said, it was bumping like DJs in the lobby all the time and stuff. But it was like too crowded for me. So I didn't really want to spend much time there. But yeah, they, they've continued with the theming. Was it 2021 that they did Stranger Things? Or was it last year? One year was Stranger Things. And I don't remember what the other year was but the past two years they've continued with the theming they didn't do as much of like the dj crowded lobby thing for obvious reasons but yeah they're still doing a lot and daniel in the chat says they have to redeem themselves from last year's alcohol lockdown holla alcohol lockdown what happened with that oh my god so our room party this year slash our room this year is literally dragon con disaster movie things because of all the crazy shit that happened last year but the hilton was the biggest culprit and one of the things was that they were checking bags if you were walking in through the habit trails sorry drink so they were checking bags if you were walking in through the habit trails and they were telling you you couldn't enter if you didn't throw out alcohol if you had it on you. So I, I saw Marcy, I saw you raise your hand. That's crazy to me. Like I, that's ridiculous. Because they, they want you to pay for those $12 of drinks is what it is. Yeah. And then you'll get your $24 small Starbucks. Are they going to do that this year? I, mean, I find that bizarre. I think they stopped doing it last year because I walked in there with a backpack full of booze at one point and they didn't stop me. I also walked in there with like a, it was a teacup looking thing that had booze in it and they didn't say anything. Cause before that they had literally been stopping people that had anything in their hands that that looked like it was other than water, including going through bags. But also like Manny said, I, I get it. You want to sell drinks, but I don't think that it was that. It was, the Hilton was under new management last year. It got bought out at sometime between 21 and 2022. And the people who were running it were just like, Oh, and we got Ashley just in time to talking about Dragon Con disasters. Ashley was my uh, reporter extraordinaire last year because we're roommates at Dragon Con. And every time I came back to the room, Ashley had news for me. Technical difficulties. No, we can't hear you either. There's always, there's always technical difficulties on this webcast. Oh, no. We've got somebody who actually stays in the West End. My friend Patrick. I honestly had no idea he stayed in the West End. I know very few people who stay there. So. Yeah, well, you know what? Patrick is a classy guy. And classy <laughs> guys got to stay at classy hotels. So mm -hmm. I totally get that. Believe me, there ain't no judgment for me. I just recognize a gentleman when I see one. That's all. Real recognizes real. Oh, also, karaoke is back at the Hilton. They have gotten rid of the Iceberg Lounge from last year, which, which is another part of our disaster movie story. I know, Manny, you weren't there. But the Hilton tried to have like an exclusive, they called it the Iceberg Lounge, and it was just like a black light, or not even black light, it was like a blue light, blue and pink. My friend called it bisexual lighting <laughs> uh, in their rooftop restaurant or bar or whatever it is. And they were charging people if you wanted to sit. It was a Vegas or Miami huh, club ah. sort of situation where you had to pay like $600 for a table to sit. No. Like you, you got a bottle no. of liquor or two bottles of liquor or whatever, but... No. So no, no Iceberg Lounge this year. They learned their lesson. Karaoke is back in the same place, Nikolai's Rooftop Bar, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Hyatt theme. So Hyatt's been doing themes for a while, but 
I feel like there was one or two years where they announced it ahead of time. And then every other year since I've just shown up and been like, oh, I guess this is their theme this year. Mm -hmm. So don't know what their theme is. I'm sure they're doing something. I also (laughs) wanted to say they posted about a new carpet on their Instagram, which is weird because they had new carpet in the hallways of every floor last year. It was like this sort of mossy green spotty looking carpet. So they had new carpet last year. So I don't know if they're trying to start it with that carpet or if they're replacing that carpet or putting carpet somewhere else, like maybe down in the ballroom levels. I don't know, but they made a post on their Instagram, which had a caption like starting a new cult of the carpet. And I both love them for trying to embrace the things. Trying. And cringe, because that's not how cults start at Dragon <laughs> And also drink, because cults. Cult 101. You can't just start another carpet cult. Hello. Ash- Yay! I, I can hear you? now. <laughs> Yay! Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. We just finished talking about hotel news, so we'll we'll go ahead and break for a second from newsy stuff so that you can reintroduce yourself to people who may not uh, might not have seen this or heard this before. <laughs> Tell them where they can find you on social media. When did you start going to DragonCon and also what are you drinking? I am Ashley. I have been going to DragonCon for I think this is my 10th official year because of the COVID years. So I am originally from a podcast of Ice and Fire in the Game of Thrones fandom. I'm on Twitter as Ashley Clegane, but I'm mostly Facebook, Ashley Dawn. Yeah, it's mostly Ice and Fire fandom. Um, I'm dabbling into Final Fantasy these days. That's what I've been playing a lot of. So one last bit of newsy stuff. Speaking of cults, again, sorry, drink. Oh, no. Oh, no, my espresso martini is gone. Oh, I'm trying to be festive. I added an umbrella. So speaking of cults, there actually is a new costume contest this year. It takes place on Saturday evening. It's the Cults of Dragon Con costume contest. And I just find it fucking hilarious that they are doing a Cults of Dragon Con costume contest. It has got all of these How have gotten so big that they are actually doing an official Dragon Con costume contest. So I'm assuming that's more than just the Marriott carpets. That would be FedEx John. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm sure... is that a costume now? <laughs> Has it evolved to that? Oh already? yeah, I, yeah. 20... <laughs> well, so last year it wasn't that big, but in 2021, the FedEx John costumes that were supposed to be for 2020 were everywhere. Okay. So yeah, I assume trashy. Maybe there'll be like a FedEx John breakoff that's like the googly eye thing. I'm honestly well, not I can sure see googly eyes being a cult. That's yeah, because they don't list anything in the description of the costume contest about what actually counts. But there's enough of them, I think, now. And enough people that do way like all because I think they're probably allowing like mashups and stuff too. I just think this is like both a little weird and a little silly and also very cool. Also very Dragon Con. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) On brand. But yeah, so the costume contest that they're doing for Coles of Dragon Con, registration starts at 5.30 p.m. on Saturday, and the costume contest starts at 7 p.m. There wasn't any information yet on where all this was going to be. I did check the app earlier to see if it had updated, and at least on my end, it has not fully updated yet. The app is available, and also because the app... Sorry. Someone's asking, is there a cult of the poop lions yet? (laughs) 
I feel like after one of them lost its head that there's like a martyr situation here and there probably should be, but I haven't heard anything. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist because apparently I'm totally out of the loop this year or at least way more out of the loop than I usually am. So yeah, the, the DragonCon app is available, but it is not updated with all the info yet this year, which is funny because last year it literally updated the day we <laughs> did this webcast. Anyways, oh god, and that was the next thing I was going to talk about anyway, 2023 app, lolol drink. <laughs> and again, app is out, but of course some info. Have any of you guys downloaded the app for this year yet? It takes up so much memory space that I'm waiting until last minute and then I'm deleting it right away. Yeah. That's it. That's why my phone keeps saying storage. Okay, good to know. Mm. The background is a lot. And if anybody in the chat has downloaded it yet, you know what I'm talking about. And I say this and now it's updating again. Okay, so they did fix it a little bit. So you see how the little inter app things are on a black background now before they were not it's this dragging scale background. So it was like all these tiny little icons and all this tiny little lettering on this dragon scale background. So they, they have at least fixed that where you can now like see it better. Originally, it was like, whoa, this background is a lot. And I, I'm like, do I have to like take a screenshot of this and zoom in to see this shit? Because I'm getting old. <laughs> Patrick says it's so laggy. And I agree. I will use the app before the convention to find things that I want to do if I think I have time to do them, which is a little rarely. But I usually don't ever bother even opening it while I'm at the convention. So I know that you can add stuff to your schedule. And like, if you friend people on the app, they can see your schedules and stuff. But I'm going to say this and it's going to mean you all have to drink. People can already see where I am because I'm an attending pro. All I have to do is go into my attending pro profile thing on the DragonCon app and see all the panels I'm on. So I don't need people knowing where I am. Otherwise, if you're my friend and you want to know, you can send me a message. Okay. I do love the joke events that they come up with, at least since last year. It was a new thing last year, I think. My favorite one this year is the shared con nightmare where you aren't ready yet. <laughs> I've had uh, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I I want to say it was like last year, Ashley. I kept having this recurring nightmare where I wasn't ready for Dragon Con, but in the end, it turned out I wasn't actually going to Dragon Con. It was your wedding I was supposed oh, no. to be going to. And I was like, no. I got married four years ago. Why am I having this like weird combo <laughs> Kishli Con nightmare? Somebody says they want to play three geese in a trench coat. So I think they must have also added stuff in the gaming sections because that's not in the schedule section. But in the schedule section, there's apparently a pet costume contest. They also have build your own thermonuclear warhead. <laughs> Extra materials fee applies. The Barbie and you microplastics. <laughs> Mars Rover Iron Ficker contest. So it's a fan fiction writing contest about, about the Mars, the Mars Rovers. Rover. Oh, I mean, I am kind of intrigued and yeah. it exists. Oppen ethics. A debate about whether the other about the other half of Barbenheimer. What was that movie? <laughs> so yeah, if you haven't downloaded the app and you're interested in checking out their honestly very funny interim things that they put in there, I would do it soon because again, last year the app was actually updated with real events. Saturday, two weeks or a week and a half, I guess, before DragonCon. So download it and check it out if you want to see things while they're still there. Because they are they are honestly pretty hilarious. The other thing is check the Facebook groups or other social media for any tracks that you're particularly interested in. I know, Marcy, you do, because I think we found each other in the sci-fi lit track. Yeah. 
one or both of us were commenting about Red Rising and whether or not there would be a Red Rising panel, which there's not, but it's okay. We Red Rising fans are going to make our own fun. A spear hit it next year. I'm honestly shocked the sci-fi lit track director didn't have a Red Rising thing this year. Like, it's the sixth book, the second to last one in the series. There's been four years without a book. It's been huge. Like, the fandom has... It's probably doubled since Dark Age. It's, like, quadrupled at least since Iron Gold, so... Oh, I practically harassed her about it. I I think it was just a matter of when the book came out. It was just still, though. It's like, come on. But there are a bunch of Facebook groups and other social media, but honestly, mainly Facebook groups is where I get my info for the separate tracks. I know, Ashley, you said you are a member maybe of the musical one or theater one, musical theater one. Yeah. So I I didn't even know that one existed until like a few months ago. I mean, it's it's not an official track, but we do have some panels. So we're working on it. I did see that it was marked as unofficial for the Facebook group. But so like, how, where are their panels located then? Uh, I'd, I'd have to go check to see what the rooms are. I don't know if they were listed even yet. I more meant with what tracker are they just somehow independent? Uh, you know? I mean, I know you're not sorry. like on the board. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not heading it up or anything like that. I'm just you? in the Facebook group. I talk about fandom when it comes <laughs> That espresso martini hit me hard. I haven't had enough to eat today. <laughs> photo shoots. So Dragon Con group photo shoots on Facebook is facebook.com slash group slash decon photos. The shoots seem to be back to normal this year. There's no rules about masks or anything that I can see. Are any of you guys planning on doing group photo shoots? Yes. I like to watch. I always go to the X-Men one. Always, always, or it won't marvel, but I don't ever participate. I just watch. Yeah, I definitely just like to watch, too. I was part of one photo shoot. That was it. So I, I, didn't, I didn't do anything after that. I definitely enjoy going and watching. I, mean, I feel like people watching, cosplay in particular, is like half of Dragon Con. Not such a good showcase, the photo shoots. Really, for me, it's like saying it's half of Dragon Con. is underselling it a little bit. I mean, I really enjoy just perched off of a balcony and just like watching everybody all day. I love it. This year will be my little sister. I'm the oldest of four. She's the baby. This is going to be her first Dragon Con. Couldn't be more excited. Could not be more excited. That's awesome. That's really cool. This is how I framed it to sell it to her. It's like a nerdy rave. She was like, I'm there. <laughs> For the official ones, I am going to Hasbin Hotel Hell of a Boss on Friday night. I'm really excited for that because it is a very makeup heavy fandom. So I'm very curious to see what everyone does for it because it's going to be, you know, it's it's body paint and contacts and prosthetics. So it, it's going to be fun to see. On Friday in the afternoon, I'm going to be on Final Fantasy. Me and my husband are giant Final Fantasy 14 players and fans, and we also played 16 when it came out. Oh, sorry. I guess that was part of the rules. So we're definitely going to that, and we're actually going to go to the Saturday one. Um, I only am doing Final Fantasy one of the days, but uh, my husband's doing it both days. It's like his thing now. That's what he does. Is Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy 14 stole my life. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. I, I totally So you understand. understand. Yes, completely. Yeah. 100%. I'm making an Uriange costume, and he's already got an Emmett's Elk. So. I think next year I'm going to try to do the uh, Estinian Dragoon oh, nice. armor thing. The armor? Yeah, with the armor, and I'm going to have, like, the Eye of Nidhogg nice. that glows and, like, smokes and stuff, oh, you that's know? that. That'll be awesome. Yeah, that's going to be the one costume I'm working on for next year, because it is going to take me the entire time to yeah, make that Yeah, that, that's full That's full-scale armor. <laughs> yeah, that is full-scale. <laughs> that's the armor, actually, Tara, that I had mentioned when we watched House of the Dragon. 
Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like the the uh, similar armor to it. That's what made me think of it was when we saw that episode. Was that? I'm going to be a Barbie at some point. So yeah, I, I am not getting up for a 10 a.m. fucking photo shoot, literally ever. Okay, and the Barbie photo shoot is at 10 a.m. on Friday of all days, and it's like that's hilarious. I think that that's it for the big ones. I'm going to. I am struggling. I, I don't think. I, yeah, I think that's it for the really big ones. But I'm really excited for Hasbin Hotel, a hell of a boss, just to see what people come out with. Because like I was also in the Undertale fandom with another kind of mm. similar costume vibe. And that was oh, always yeah. amazing to see. All right. So I probably am not attending any group photo shoots because the only ones I want to go to are way too early in the morning or are scheduled in the midst of my like back to back to back panels. So uh, same. It's fine. I'm I'm okay with it. I think I'm even missing the Red Dead one this year. And no, that is not a drinking rule this year, Ashley. No Red Dead for me. I was was waiting for it. I'm just like, should I mention Red Dead? Is she going to it? or No, no, because I'm not doing any Red Dead stuff this year, which is crazy because they just re-released Red Dead 1 for uh, PS4 and 5 and Nintendo Switch, actually. But they didn't remaster it or anything, and they're charging way too much money, so people are pissed about it. But like, they just released it like on the 17th, I think. But yeah, there's not even a fan panel for Red Dead this year, so. Have you played yeah. it on Switch yet? No, I I think this is the first time it's available for Switch. Okay. So Red Dead 2 was PS4 and Xbox and then computer. And I don't even know that Red Dead 2 is available on Switch and I don't know how you would play it on the Switch, honestly. Red Dead 1 is way simpler because this is like a game from 2010. I love, love, love Red Dead 1. There just wasn't enough new things going on and they had a ton of Red Dead stuff last year because they actually had Red Dead guests. So the only shoot I would go to even as just like a visitor would be the Red Dead photo shoot probably outside of the ones that I also wanted to go to that are like smack in the middle of all my panels. But the Red Dead photo shoot is also smack in the middle of my panels. Other activities. Dragon Con Swag and Seek. Is anybody bringing swag? I am. I mean, I- I'm bringing ribbons. That's not really the same thing. Eh, yeah, I mean, I think I think the ribbons should count. It's not technically the swag and seek thing because you don't hide them. I mean, if you left them around, I guess that's technically swag and seek. Hmm. I found these like mini pink cowboy hats on Amazon. <laughs> And it's like $10 for a bunch of them. So I won't have a ton of them. I was like, if I'm not doing Red Dead cosplay, and I actually had a Yellowstone Beth Dutton cosplay that I put together that is like 95% screen accurate. But the pants need to be hemmed and I don't have time to do it or feel like finding somebody to do it and also it just means having to bring heavy giant cowboy boots and a hat again and like the cowboy hat flying across country with a cowboy hat is the bane of my existence because I either have to wear it or put it in a hat box in a carry-on and it's like the only thing I can bring as my carry-on so I am saving that for, I don't know, some other future thing, I guess. But I'm not mad about it, honestly, because I'm just, I'm actually kind of relieved. <laughs> I'm relieved that I don't have to bring all this crap. Are people putting, like, are they just leaving things around or are they doing, like, little messages on them so that people know it's vacancy? Or are people just going to find a lot of random objects and not sure if they've stolen something or not? That's always, like, my thing about it is that I feel like they encourage people to put like tags on them so that you know you're finding a swag and seek item but not everybody does it because there's definitely been times where I have 
seen a swag and seek thing and then like not picked it up because I wasn't sure. And then gotten a notification about, you know, posting the swag and seek group. And I'm like, oh, wait, shit, that person posted about a thing that I saw. I think it's encouraged, but not everybody does it. I know my friend Jenna, who was one of the guests on last year's Dragon Con, she just carries the stuff around and she'll leave stuff too, but she usually just hands things out. I don't know. I love, I love the swag and seek stuff. I love the idea of it. I love the things you can find. And I didn't find much last year because I didn't have much time, but in 2021, I wasn't on as many panels. And of course there also weren't as many people. And I found a crap ton of really awesome swag and seek stuff, a bunch of baby Yoda stuff, including some like little Lego things. Like one was like a little mini baby Yoda inside of like a carrier that actually flips up and down people have some really awesome stuff the magic carpet sticker that i never found last year somebody posted about it again in the dragon con subreddit and it's a magic carp in marriott carpet pattern and i want it so bad <laughs> and i guess speaking of swag and seek then let's just like piggyback on this with ribbons are any of you guys doing ribbons this year other than me too introverted for any of that i just let people hand them to me and i go i went to fan fest this year which is the final fantasy convention <laughs> what i discovered was i made ribbons to bring there and i'm like oh maybe i'll have some left over for dragon con and i realized i'm too shy to just walk up and give it to people so i still have all my ribbons <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but like because like that everyone be at FanFest is there for Final Fantasy so it's like if I give one to this person I need to give it to everybody but at Dragon Con I can just give it to like the people who I can see cosplaying Final Fantasy characters so it will be less awkward that's my hope anyways because I am socially awkward and can't walk up to people and give them ribbons same. yeah same same <laughs> Very relatable. I'm highlighting Daniel's comment now that he's giving two ribbons for the first time one for people he drinks within a lobby and one for fellow fezians oh wearing a fez yeah that's I, i'm guessing he means fez he'll he'll probably yeah, a lot of doctors i assume i have two sets of ribbons one is actually a drink and con ribbon that i'm super excited about if i see the three of you earlier in the weekend i'll give you guys a few to hand out for sure. Uh, yes, and it is people who wear Fez, by the way. I will also have some other ribbons that are Dragon Con disaster movie ribbons, which are going to be limited to if somebody actually is cosplaying what I perceive as a Dragon Con disaster, aka like a Sheridan speaker fire or the Hilton flood etc etc if i see you out and about in a dragon con disaster cosplay and i have my ribbons on me i will give you one of those but otherwise they are reserved for private party reasons <laughs> well ashley is fixing her drink malfunction and marcy is grabbing another drink there's other dragon con unofficial activities that i'm not sure are happening one of them is conquesting which is you find the quest giver get your quest completed and get a prize and the person who does the quest usually has a very obvious quest sign or something but i haven't seen anything on the subreddit which is where the conquesting thing usually comes up about this happening again this year so i don't know there's also dragon con bingo and a d100 list which i haven't heard anything about so at this point all i know about is get yourself some ribbons and uh swag and seek just to get this other stuff out of the way before we get into our personal things, avoiding con crud. 
Get your vaccinations, get your flu shots, get uh, get boosted. I will say this, out of every single Dragon Con I've gone to, everyone talks about the Concord, and it is completely foreign to me. Like, I have no idea what they're talking about. You better like, knock I, on some wood right now. Better knock on some wood now. right now. Yeah. No, I know it'll knock happen. Knock on your head if you have yeah, to, but... No, no. I know that, 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 that it'll happen, but I'm just saying, the way everybody would talk about it back then, is like, oh, and I always expected it. I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to get it, and I just never got it. So maybe I go this time, I get something, and then it just kills me. I don't know, you know? No, don't like, say that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, start Vitamins. taking vitamin C and or multivitamins now. Bring My hand sanitizer everywhere yeah. you go. Yes, hand sanitizer, but also bring antibacterial liquid hand soap for your room. Hand wipes and also wipes to clean off counters. I have these little alcohol wipes that I use to wipe off my phone. Usually when I'm at conventions, I'll do that at least once a day. Not that I'm letting other people touch my phone, but also god only knows what germs so these little you know little alcohol wipes to wipe off your phone a small bottle of dish soap i don't want to call it travel size because they don't really have they don't advertise it as that but like a tiny bottle of dish soap if you can't fly with it then when you get to atlanta go somewhere cvs or order yourself some groceries whatever from a nearby place and and get a small bottle of dish soap if you're planning on using reusable drink containers i usually bring some themed drink containers with me to dragon con bring a small bottle of dish soap or buy one so that you can wash them out throughout the weekend i usually try to wash mine out at least twice a day depending on how often i'm using them or where i'm bringing them if you are going to wear a mask utilize the disposable ones or if you need to use or want to use cloth ones make sure to bring detergent sheets or something similar and wash them throughout the weekend i know that's probably going to be less prevalent this year i mean also that's kind of like oh there's not going to be as many masks so be as careful as you can y'all okay i mean there there weren't masks last year they yeah. said they were masks they weren't yeah <laughs> we talked about that earlier and there was no mask mandate in atlanta so they couldn't make any anybody wear them in public areas well i don't know about you ashley because you weren't here when we talked about it but if you went to any panels the only panels i was on or went to where they were very strict about it was the high fantasy track i remember panels saying them saying that you had to wear masks i don't remember paying attention to see if people were or were not wearing them i always yeah, had a mask on me but yeah. i wasn't wearing it unless i was going into a panel i didn't Bring go to any dance parties last year were people wearing them at dance parties at all no i didn't either or no okay that's a lie i went to one i went to the sunday night rave as per the huge at like four in the morning and <laughs> we then... were trying to sleep i remember that <laughs> oh i know because i had my key in my booze backpack and I never set it down. I never tipped it over. I never dropped it. And my key was just gone. I think I think somebody was trying to steal shit from me and they just got a higher room key. Cause like it was on my back. It wasn't like I was popping locking it on the dance floor at the fucking rave. <laughs> There's these side pockets, right? And they have little, you know, things that you can kind of close them a little bit, but they're open. And I put the key in the side pocket. Like I said, I didn't set the bag down. I didn't bend over where something would fall out. So I think somebody reached into the side pocket and took my key out. Poor Ashley and her husband, Keith, had to let me back into the room. I left the rave way earlier than I wanted or expected to because I was like, I don't have an ID on me. I can't even go to the front desk and get a key. I got to go knock on my 
fucking door and wake up my poor roommates at like 4 30 in the morning uh i will forever be sorry about that moral of the story this year if i go to a rave my room key is going to be tucked into my bra where i will not lose it what to bring for your room Bring your own food, snacks. And this is more like for Dragon Con newbies or people who haven't been in a long time. The restaurants situation there, first of all, there's a lot of restaurants that have closed since the you know what and even while crowds at the convention are still supposed to be thinner than they were in like 2019 which still is like mm, what does that mean though i think somebody in the chat said 65,000 was a number and now I'm, I'm forgetting what they meant with that but there's not as many restaurants downtown crowds at the con might be thinner but i can't stress enough that you should make sure to have at the very least some decent hearty snacks in your room like protein bars i'm a big fan of granola bars just because nuts nuts are great if you can eat them yep uh apples i love apples because apples are also a natural uh stimulant if you eat an apple in the morning it'll give you more energy than a cup of coffee i'm not giving up coffee but exactly it's like an actual fact there's a lot of snacks you can bring and also do your shopping at home if you can like if you're driving in for groceries alcohol etc if not do it as early as possible at dragon con wednesday if you can thursday morning or early afternoon if you can't do it wednesday other things to bring for your room solo or other disposable cups trash bags you want to mention alcohol they tend to change the prices on things when you get into the city on dragon con week so uh, keep that in mind if you're trying to save money to maybe pick that up before you get there. I learned that lesson in 2013. Out of three or four days, I think I spent over $600. The next time I went, oh yeah, I was stocked up and I only spent like 100 bucks. But yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. And then, you know, when Manny gets roasted, that's when it's like, that's when I make it rain, you know? Like, I don't care about the bank account. I'm like, oh no, we're all getting drinks. Even you, janitor person, I don't know. Come on, you know. And so you're, you're saying find you in the lobby on Friday night. <laughs> find me in the lobby on Friday night and I'll just be like, oh no, girl, we're getting all of the drinks right now. I want one of each. This is a, such a lifesaver for me. I always mix a bunch of peanut butter and jelly and Tupperware, make like 10 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, throw them in reusable Ziploc bags, throw them in my book bag and just like as I'm walking from one panel to the next, I'm munching down on peanut butter and jelly. Lifesaver. Here's my thought on that. Bring peanut butter and jelly mixed together or separate somehow, whatever, and bring bread and like a plastic knife or even like a cheap knife you don't care about from home. Because my problem with peanut butter and jelly is that the jelly just soaks through the bread like so fast and it makes it so nasty. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. But I agree with you. Simple foods that you wouldn't think to eat are the most filling and best. The trash they- bags one is big. It is so such a relief when you can just get rid of all that crap that's going to be in your room it builds up those garbages are not big enough for a four persons staying in a single place and you don't want the people coming in because if you're a cosplayer especially everything explodes when you unpack your bag mm-hmm. you don't want it's 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 a disaster trash bags are great because you you fill it up you just put it outside your hotel door they'll pick it up no problem won't say anything they won't shame you for being like this is unusual why do you have an entire trash bag of stuff on the first night they love it when you put the trash bag out there because they're like okay we don't have to clean your room but you're cleaning up yourself good to go i'm really lucky when it comes to like the food thing you know one thing about me is that i never go out to eat like i don't like to go out to eat i just don't i don't care about it i don't like if it was up to me i would plug myself into a wall and just recharge and just keep going like i've just been lucky to where i just i'm not a foodie i'm a drinker 
that's it you know so it's like so we did like the same thing where the last time we went we had a Keurig that we brought you know like a coffee and tea and stuff like that and then we just brought things that you can pop in a microwave every like maybe four or five hours I'd go back up to the room have something and then go right back out again we had like dumb stuff like we had like the cup of noodles stuff and then we had like the macaroni and cheese stuff that you make and we had like some basic sandwich stuff to make and you know, like a little fridge i think the only thing is when i get drunk i get those like weird five dollar burgers that are in the lobby that's like the only thing that i think i'll be like oh yeah i just i want a nasty cafeteria style food like when i was in school burger like that's what i want if you've been drinking you don't care you know you know you it's don't food. care man exactly well yeah f food is more a necessity than something you want to eat at Dragon Con, I yeah, feel like. like. I, I, I never want to eat. I just do it because I know I have to. Yeah, right. like, I don't want alcohol poisoning. I have to eat something now. I always end up at that, I can't ever remember the name of it, that Irish pub place around the corner. Grab a grilled cheese and go. It really is an inconvenience to eat. Like, I just have to, I have to do it. But at least you got like the right mindset, you know. It's just like, all right, guys, look, grilled cheese, real quick. We're gonna stuff this down and we're keep, we're gonna keep going. Like, let's go. You know, right. keep on, keep it on. But then I'll stand in line for forty-five minutes for a Starbucks. You need coffee at DragonCon, okay? Like that's tip number one for me. Need it, gotta have it. Yeah, some some rooms don't have coffee makers. Definitely try to find out that ahead of time because they double as cup noodle makers, which is great for 4 a.m. raves. That's what we did. Yeah, 4 a.m. raves. You get them noodles on, man, all the time. And they're like they're like 25 cents a thing, you know? Like, And I get a whole case of them, and I'm like, dude, whatever. I love it. How do you guys feel about like Thursday afternoon and Monday morning? Are you there Thursday afternoon and Monday morning? I drive morning, from yeah. Chicago, so we come in on Wednesday because Thursday is now Friday, and you want right. to be there for it and not drive and join it. I feel uh, like But I we do drive Monday. Whenever I have a panel to do on a Monday, like on a Monday morning or anytime Monday, um, like I'll go just to do my panel and then I go home. Like by Monday, I am done. I have a great time. I love Dragon Con. It's my event of the year. But by the time I've gotten through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I just show up to whatever panels I'm on and that's it. Like I'm so done at that point. I am drained. Same thing <laughs> with I me. sleep for like a week. Yeah. I do the Monday morning thing and then I'm just like, I'm gone, guys. And people like still hang out and they're doing stuff and I'm like, no, bye. I gotta right. go. <laughs> in 2018 and 2019, my Mondays were, I know in 2019 I had a panel, probably in 2018 I did too. Last year I was supposed to and it got canceled last minute because the guests, it, I was actually supposed to moderate a guest panel for Fear the Walking Dead and the guests couldn't be there that day. So it got canceled. And that was like the best thing that happened to me because all I wanted to do was go back home. And that's kind of where I'm at for this year too. I had a blast at the giveaway all your alcohol parties in 2018 and 2019. I really did. But I've reached that age where I'm just like, I have to work on Tuesday no matter what. So I just want to go home on Monday so that when I have to get up for work on Tuesday, I'm maybe not fresh and all there, but mm -hmm. I'm definitely not struggling awake from the giveaway or alcohol party on Monday night and trying to do like an on-camera meeting, just struggling, just struggling through it. Like, can I stay awake for this? I don't know. So yeah, I totally love 
the whole we're gonna make it last through monday night thing i'm just personally physically not here for it anymore Um So we went through what to bring for your room in terms of general stuff. Also, just the annual reminder, bring cash to tip your housekeepers. If you have roommates, please do not expect your roommates to like cover things. Like I think last year what I did was at the beginning of the week, I was like, everybody in this room, give me 20 bucks. That way we know for a fact that this housekeeper is getting 80 bucks at the end of the weekend. And we do not allow housekeeping in our room usually throughout the entire week. And we also are very good about cleaning up after ourselves before we leave. Regardless, bring cash to tip people, please. Parking. As usual, host hotels are valet only and prices have skyrocketed since 2019. Last year, the Hyatt was $50 a day. And I should know because I paid it and also had to talk to them about the fact that my room was booked through Tuesday, but I left on Monday. I was like, hey, you guys charged me for Tuesday, even though I I checked on Monday, guys. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I think because we were also in your room that they also we also had to deal with that as well. We had yeah. So yeah. so if if you're booked for a certain amount of time, but some people in your room are not staying the whole time, make sure that you address it and bring it up with the hotel because they'll probably just make assumptions and charge you anyway. Yeah, they charged me and they refunded it within like a day. They were super cool about it. It wasn't problematic. It was just I think it was like an automatic. But your room, you know. There are several nearby parking garages that will be somewhat cheaper. To be honest, they they vary in price and they change every year. So I can't tell you what one's best. There is Spot Hero, which I do not suggest. Don't use Spot Hero. Just don't. Please don't ever. I'm not going to go into my entire Spot Hero story. But if you have a question about it, you can always DM me on one of my public accounts, like my Facebook page, Twitter, or Instagram at a geek saga. It's a long story. I'm not getting into it. Don't use Spot Hero. You can also park at a Marta station and take Marta in if you're not bringing a bunch of stuff and don't mind carrying things yourselves, et cetera, et cetera. Do beware. I have heard stories about people's cars being broken into. So keep that in mind. Do not put any valuables in your car. Dragon Con 2023 personal highlights finally what are you looking forward to this year we already talked about photo shoots but like if you're on panels what panels are you doing the schedule's not out yet though right am I correct did I miss that no no, no so I don't is, know I have the most boringest answer for this but it's probably the most heartwarming answer I'm not interested in any panels or anything if I go to one that's fantastic bro I just want to connect with people I just want to get out of my house. I want to talk to people. I want to hang out. Like that is the only thing because I work from home. Okay. So I'm literally isolated. I'm by myself all the time. So I'm like, look, dude, I would much rather just go hang out and talk to people than to sit down and not, and then just not say anything, you know, and just watch something like I have zero interest in any of that stuff. Now, obviously Manny gets drunk and then, like, okay, yeah, no, I don't want to go check out this panel because I'm roasted right now. But for the most part, <laughs> dude, some high fantasy. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. You know, but no, honestly, I just, I'm looking forward to just, you know, meeting some of you guys. I'm really interested in hanging out with Tara again because we haven't hung out since I don't know when it was 2019 I guess you know it's been a long ass time so it's like yeah dude I just want to connect man and like I just want to hang out with people that's it that's the only thing I'm looking forward to no yeah I feel you I'm granted I have been to a couple events this summer so I have had my 
I am an extrovert, but I also have that thing where I get like overwhelmed and I did SDCC and then the very next weekend, Tombstone Redemption. So I was like, oh, I just want to be home and do nothing but be with my pets for a weekend or six. <laughs> six is a bit long. I don't have that. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I just want to see people and chill. I, unfortunately, I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have that uh, luxury, but uh, Marcy, are you on any panels this year? I'm not sure if I've gotten my full panel schedule. Like, I know they put me on the Barbie panel, and I'm like, oh, I guess I gotta go see the Barbie movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> oh my God. How have you not seen it? I know. I, I wanna go see it. At first, I thought it was gonna be like kind of like a corny, little silly, like satire comedy, but I've heard that it's actually quite uh, philosophical. It- if you yes, will. it's one of the smartest movies I've seen in a long fucking time. I'm looking forward to it now that I know that because yeah. I thought it was just some silly like whatever. But then I was told I was on the panel and I was like, oh, OK, I'm going to go see it, I guess. <laughs> but I've heard good things. So now I'm excited to see it. I know I'm doing a Wakanda panel. I know I'm doing a handful of Star Wars panels, but I haven't heard back from High Fantasy. And normally I have like a minimum of five panels with that track. So I, I'm not sure what exactly I'm doing this year, but if I'm not running panel to panel to panel all day, every day, I will not be upset. I'm okay with that. I feel you. I feel like that's what Dragon Con is. It's like, I'm just going to do panels. I'm not complaining because I very much enjoy having conversations about things that intellectually stimulate me. But I think I would like to be able to like cop a buzz and just go hang out. And, you know, I love the Hilton Courtyard. That's my spot. You know, and just like relax and chill. So I think this year, if I'm not chock full of panels, then I'm not going to be upset about it at all. But the Barbie panel, yeah, I think that one's going to be packed. When is that? The Barbie is Saturday at 2.30, and it's the American sci-fi fantasy media track. Okay. So sadly, I probably won't be able to make it to that one. Mm -hmm. My schedule is insane. I am on... Oh, God. So I got my schedule, like, weeks ago because I'm an attending pro. Sorry, guys. Drink. Also, hold on, because now I need to open up the white claws. <laughs> Welcome to the party. To... I made it. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I made it to <laughs> that the, like, phase. The fight, the fight claw party. My panels are Friday. Please adapt this, which is with the high fantasy track. So if anybody has suggestions. Oh, God. Daniel says the law is gone now. Yes. Yes, it is. It really is. If anybody has suggestions for fantasy series that they would like to see adapted, please hit me up. I definitely have some that I'm interested in bringing up, but I feel like I'm kind of behind on what would be considered high fantasy because a lot of the series I've read in recent years are, I don't know, I'm still really confused about the distinction between high fantasy and general fantasy lit and also young adult lit because I feel like the high fantasy track should have all Grishaverse stuff but they only have yeah. the Shadow and Bone TV show but hey whatever that's fine um so anyway 1 p.m on Friday please adapt this about fantasy novel slash series video games <laughs> I guess if it could be considered fantasy or high fantasy, probably. Are you going to mention the thing? <laughs> I don't Just know. Say it. Am I, am, Just am say I... it. Just okay. say it. I feel like some of the Final Fantasy series should be yes. adapted properly. 
Not badly, but well. I can think two, of plenty of things that shouldn't be. At a 2.30 p.m. Friday, Tress of the Emerald Sea. I think, like, you didn't have to back Brandon Sanderson's Kickstarter to get that book now. Like, it's been publicly available for a while, but right. I fucking loved Tress of the Emerald Sea did so you? much. I really did. You and I went back and forth a little bit about some of the, because there's three of the Kickstarter novels out now. The first one was Tress. The second one was the something something handbook of something that I fucking hated, honestly. I couldn't like, finish it. Couldn't finish it. I was like, I kept trying and I was just done. I finished it because I felt I had to, but I hated it. Fair. <laughs> well, okay. Hate is a very strong word. I did not like it and I would never read it again. Okay, I um, hate it. <laughs> The third one was Yumi and the Nightmare Painter, which I really, really liked, but I felt was a little bit of a cop-out. But anyway, so Tress of the Emerald Sea, I really, really love. So that's my Friday 2.30 panel. And then at 4 p.m., I'm doing a panel with the Apocalypse Rising track in the Westin, which is End of Days, the loner versus the community. So it's basically going to be a discussion of why do you feel some post-apocalyptic stories are focused on the loner versus some are focused on the community, all that stuff. It's a fun panel. I love that. Yeah, I'm really excited about it because like I actually do have from six and a half years ago now I published a zombie apocalypse novel and it's very much about a person who would have been a loner but who like was forced to become a part of a community so I'm excited about that one. Saturday 11.30am Shadow and Bone season 2 recap. High Fantasy is doing that one? Yeah, High Fantasy does the show so, only and the Grishaverse books. Are under young adult or? Yeah. So they'd be at the Sheridan? Young Adult is also, I believe, at the Marriott, but it's like okay. it's like down in the like lower, lower base. It's either near American Sci-Fi Fantasy Media or it might be even like the floor below that. It's been a long time since I've been to a young adult lit panel. And I'm sorry, since you mentioned adaptations, my mind has just been like starting like, oh wait a minute, what about this? What about this? What about this? Like, <laughs> do I just send you a list of books that I really like that I want to see live action? As long as they're fantasy. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, 1 p.m. on Saturday, The Princess and the Queen, exploring Rhaenyra and Alicent. This is House of the Dragon. Sorry, drink. No need to apologize. I'd probably go to this one. But this seems to be show focused because the description of the panel is more focused on their show relationship, which is way more interactive than. Yeah, the the books than, are. Yeah, it, it is a very different story. Oh, it's a hugely different story in Fire and Blood. So 4 p.m. Saturday, I have The Madness of the King depictions of mental health in high fantasy which i'm kind of scared about because it's one of those panels where like i feel like i have a lot to say but i also am not a doctor <laughs> i'd like, be worried I, I, that I, people would bring up a lot of obscure books that you've probably not read yeah because if it's not focused on specific books then is it just open to any i mean i could i could get into some madness of the king shit with lord of the rings and game of thrones song of ice and fire both but in 2019 i did a religion and high fantasy one where i was the only person on the panel who was an agnostic 
Yeah. <laughs> that would be me. That's everybody <laughs> else, everybody else was Catholic, I think. I feel like any kind of mental health discussion on the high fantasy track had to be inspired by Stormlight Archive. Absolutely. The other thing is the last mental health panel that I took part in was a mental health post-apocalypse panel with Apocalypse Rising track. And listen, this was not the Apocalypse Rising track's fault, but there were people in the audience that were just mm, trying um, to they were you at, Ashley, were you at that? I panel? remember about it. I think I, I yeah, might have I been. I, I, I went in at the end. Yeah, I came in partway through because I wanted to watch your panel. Yeah, and it was like really bad. I don't believe we will have that problem with the high fantasy track panels, but wow. And again, it is not the apocalypse rising tracks fault. It was randos that came in off the street, just shouting anti everything comments throughout the panel. Again, not the tracks fault and not the other panelists fault, etc. It was just, it was difficult. And I'm just really hoping it won't be another one of those. Anyway, at 10 PM on Saturday night, we're doing... <gasps> the worst person in Westeros. Ooh, that's gonna be good. So I think it's gonna be I will be there. <laughs> yes. It's gonna be a very like, long panel. My suggestion, if you want to go to it and you're not on the panel, is to get in line at least a half an hour early because I think it's gonna be like our Looney Theories panels, which are always super fucking hilarious. I wanna bring back the Looney Game of Thrones theories hilarity that we used to have because if you've never been to or listened to the Looney Game of Thrones panels please check out my blog or my website slash you can find it on Spotify or wherever you have podcasts I can't promise the audio is amazing but the Looney Game of Thrones theories panels from Dragon Con 2017 2018 and 2019 are the best and most fun Dragon Con panels I've ever participated in and now a lot of those theories are kind of like debunked I guess but it doesn't make the panels less. are they yeah exactly yeah that's true. Yeah, but are they? It doesn't make the panels any less hilarious. Oh, last but not least, Sunday at 4 p.m., House of the Dragon Season 1. Drink. Sorry. I guess these panels I should probably skip because I know people are going to make comparisons to the uh, to the book and stuff and probably stuff that I'm unfamiliar with. So this is the part where I feel like I'm going to kind of miss out because when I kind of look back, I'm like, you know what? They're going to compare to what the books say. They're going to compare, you know, like it's season one and maybe they're going to give something away that I don't know about. Mm. So unfortunately, I have to keep myself purified in the waters of ignorance. I feel like this is going to be more people will be more apt to spoil it too because it's not quite as much of a linear story it's just a history so people will be more like oh well this this and this has happened so i understand that okay let's not let this turn into a game of thrones yeah this is a dragon con podcast okay 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 cosplay at dragon (laughs) con we're doing two things here what do you think will be popular this year and what are you cosplaying if anything what do you think will be popular this year all i have to say is barbie 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 Barbie. (laughs) yeah (laughs) but also come on there's got to be other stuff right is there (laughs) i think there will be a lot of elvis which quite pleased about elvis and barbie that's what i anticipate seeing the most of i think house of the dragon too because this is the first dragon con where the show has actually had a full season i'm oh, sorry no. also house of the dragon drink i almost put barbie as a thing that we had to drink about but then i was like oh god nope. no that's that's no. life ending yeah, that's alcohol poisoning. also wheel of time i think even though 
look, I, I don't want to be cynical about the show because I'm happy to have Wheel of Time content, but I'm just so much more a fan of the books. But now that there's been a season and the second season is starting during this con, I think there will be quite a few Wheel of Time cosplays, which I'm, I'm all the way here for. Some thoughts on Wednesday Adams. Also, I just have to highlight Patrick's comment about <laughs> there are going to be hot Kens everywhere. I wish that there would be Red Rising cosplay, honestly. But it's just books now. I've done a Red Rising cosplay, but... Who did you do? Victra? I guess you could call it Mustang. But until Red Rising is a show... I do have to say, things that you don't expect might be popular. My husband and I did Eurydice and uh, Orpheus last year from Town, And that was my most recognized costume, or at least the one that most people came up to me and bid like... I love your costume. Nice. So, I mean, it, it, it surprised me. So that that's not a IP. That's a movie or a television show. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be a movie or a show. There's always going to be random popular things at Dragon Con. I mean, Barbie, I think, is just going to be the yeah, most. Yeah, that, that's going to be everywhere. Stupidly prevalent. A costume that I wore last year, I have accessories that are going to make it Barbie. And then I also have just a general like Barbie-ish outfit that I'm going to wear. And this is literally just a comfortable thing I own that is Barbie-ish and I have blondish hair. thought about like showing up with a tattoo cunt and being like tattoo Barbie. You know, I really thought about it, but I just... Wasn't there a tattoo Barbie? Like a literal I'm pretty sure like that you put water on and you wipe it and it would show up. Yeah. It's not too late. Just shy of two weeks. I could still pull it off. Yeah, exactly. I used to do She-Hulk all the time years ago. Long before the show was like a thing. But I used to do She-Hulk cosplay a lot. Like that was my go-to. So maybe tattoo Barbie should be my new go-to. I got really lucky because my dad was from the Netherlands and he watched Star Wars and read Hulk comics to like teach himself English. So like, I grew up on all that stuff. So I, I, luck- I was going to say I was born into being a nerd, but I refuse to use the term born into being an intellectual badass. Nah, nah. You can say born into being a nerd because that's the thing. Like it used to be a thing you didn't want to be. And now it is a thing that people still kind of aspire to be. Oh, my sister's like, oh, my only type is a nerdy guy. I just like nerds. And I'm like, well, what do you like that's nerdy? You know, and she's like, well, nothing. I just like nerds. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> Try to get her into cosplay. I've tried to get her into everything, anything, Pokemon, anything, but no. How old is she? About to be 25. She's not a baby then. She's a full on adult. I think of her as the baby because I'm the oldest and she's the youngest of the four. So like in my mind, she's, she's my baby sister. So. Oh, I'm the oldest and my youngest sister is 36. Or 35? Do you not still think of her as like your... No, she's still... she's She has three kids. I did not birth any children. I just have stepkids. But she's still the baby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like my baby brother is getting ready to turn 40 soon. And I'm like, oh, man. But you know what? You're still that pain in the ass little seven-year-old. I'm going (laughs) to beat the crap out of you know? Uh, Manny, are you cosplaying this year? Unfortunately, no, I am not. I had really great plans for 2020, right? Like when, right before the pandemic. Yep. And I went out and I bought costumes and all this stuff because I was going to be the first year that I was going to cosplay the entire weekend as female characters. I was like, you know what? It's time to just like let the gloves off and not give a crap. Who cares? This is what I'm doing. End of story. Like period. I do not care what anyone says. 
And that was like going to be like my breakout year, you know? And I was like, this is what I'm doing. You know, obviously the pandemic happened. So a lot of this stuff just wound up, I either wound up giving it away to friends and stuff like that, like some of the costume ideas and the costume stuff that I had. And so I don't really have anything. And there's not really anything that I'm like, oh, I, you know, because when I like the cosplay, it's like I, I either do one or two things. I either cosplay like where I design something really well or I totally like method act into like an actor role where I'm like, this is who I am as a person for this weekend. And I don't have any of that, honestly. So I'm probably just gonna, maybe I'll wear one of my fancy jackets and that's it, you know, like, but I don't have anything planned next year though. What are you cosplaying this year, Ashley? Oh, that is a lot. I'm going to do uh, Hades Town again on Thursday. I'm also doing Suicide Squad on Thursday. I'm doing Rat Catcher, and my husband's looks exactly like the actor who played Javelin, so he is doing Javelin. I actually made my Rat Catcher costume for last year, and the group kind of fell apart because we decided to do it on Sunday. Don't plan big cosplay groups for Sunday. You're not going to do them because everyone just wants to sleep that day. That is my words of advice. So we're going to reprise that then. Um, doing Orpheus and Eurydice. There is a, if you're into musical theater, the theater group, I mean, it's not official, but it is trying to be official, is uh, having a meetup that day. We got a ballroom for it and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to show up to that. It's going to be great. So we're going to do that. There's going to be a lot of people in costume for it. Friday, during the day, I believe I am doing Fire Emblem. Three Houses, it's a Switch video game. I know it. Yeah, if, if, you, if you know what it is, you know what it is. I, I don't know how to explain it because it is one of those series that there's a billion different Fire Emblems, but this one I'm doing is specifically Three Houses. So at night, I'm doing Hell of a Boss, Hasbin Hotel. I'm doing Charlie. I am very excited for it. It started off as like, you know what? I could do this character as a, as a classic cosplay. I, I could pull it off, you know? I could just pull these pieces together. But then I started watching TikToks. and was like, let me just look at the TikTok cosplayers. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm feeling jealous. I'm feeling like, you know, I could probably do this if I put effort into it and I wouldn't look like trash. So I have actually put effort into it and started buying everything. So now I'm like screen accurate. I got contacts and bangs and what what have you. Anyways, I'm excited. That's my most excited for it because it is a brand new one and I just kind of fell into it. I'm competitive. <laughs> Did you guys hear my dogs barking? Yeah. Oh, pet interruption. Sorry. Oh, God, for me. I'm reprising my steed from OFMD sort of bunny hutch thing. So I basically just wear his robe with like lavender silks under it. I do have some upgrades for this year, but I'm not talking about them. I'm doing this, but I have secret upgrades. I'm dying uh, on your street cosplay. It's like I'm going to lay in bed about it. I will tell you, but I, I not on this podcast. It's really fucking stupid, but I'm very oh, excited good. about it. Now I'm, I'm excited about it. <laughs> then I've got like a general AFC Richmond football player from Ted Lasso. Honestly, I have it scheduled for Thursday, but like most likely I'm going to also wear it on Friday because like I'm not going to wear it long enough either day. To... It's comfy is the TLDR. For Ice and Fire Con this year, we did a masquerade, like a fancy masquerade party for our big Saturday night dance. So I have a Viserys tux outfit with like his mask and crown. So I'm probably going to wear that Friday night. Again, if I wear a costume Friday, it's just going to be re-wearing my AFC Richmond thing because it's comfortable because I have to literally go 
from one panel to another for like five hours. Sunday, I'm going to actually wear a Ted Lasso, like the Ted Lasso, the character costume. But I don't think I'm going to wear a wig. I just have to like somehow like contain my hair under the visor. Because <laughs> I do have a mustache and the whole ass cosplay. But I'm not wearing a wig with this like heavy tracksuit. And then Sunday night is just going to be Dragon Con disaster movie themed. So I am going to be a Hilton security I say that jokingly. The security I'm, short, and I'm just like, I don't want people to actually think I'm really security. <laughs> Dude, I'm wearing this security t-shirt, fitted security t-shirt, short black shorts and sunglasses and like a fake earbud. Like nobody's going to think I'm actually <laughs> security, okay? <laughs> and if they do, honestly, joke's on them. Okay, so parties, official Dragon Con party list. There's still like a website maybe that updates itself. On Facebook, I was in the old group and it never posted anything, but I finally found the new group. There is a new group on Facebook and it is amazing. It's got everything listed. Just look for Dragon Con parties and it'll eventually show up. It is great. And it's got so many parties listed. It is called Dragon Con Parties, Meetups, and More. And it lists so many things going on at Dragon Con. It is absolutely something if you're looking for other activities to do that are not official. And it also has the official parties as well. Look for that. And they'll tell you which parties are, you know, open for people in general. Oh, yeah, that's a That's a convenient Facebook page. Because there are a lot of parties that people open up to the public that are not official parties. That Yeah. But obviously be respectful. A lot of these parties take place in people's rooms that they pay for. Are any of you guys planning to go to any of the official parties? Uh, I don't know if they're doing it this year, but is it called the Yuletide Ball? The Harry Potter Ball thing? I always go to the Star Wars one. I never want to wait in those lines. I did the bunny hutch once and the lineup was just like, you know, you got in, but then you couldn't use the washroom because you would never get back in again. Same. I did bunny hutch once. We've gone to the Harry Potter one. I won't be going to that again. We waited in line like a little bit a couple times for the Harry Potter one, but it also just coincides with our with yeah, our personal but- stuff. So <laughs> I used to go to the steampunk party and it was one that was in the big hotels and got moved to the Sheridan. It was a lot of fun. If you go to it, it will be a lot of fun, but it is, you have to walk, which other stuff. I don't know. Does anybody care about guests this year? Normally, like I got the email, like, who do you want to interview? And I was like, I can't ask them about their work. So I'm kind of, no. Not really. I also hate the idea of talking to someone and saying something that makes them uncomfortable because of this whole situation. So I just, I'll just look from afar. <laughs> yeah. I'm socially awkward. So <laughs> like the guest list has never really been a thing for me because I do the podcast. I've gone to Game of Thrones once, but the lineup was just not really worth it for one that you can just see in your room a lot of these panels the ones with the big actors you can just stay in your room and watch it and i feel like that's a lot more comfortable because i mean in a panel room that size you're not going to get the connection that you want to get with some of these creators so yeah Um, unless you really want to go to like ask a question i feel like it's eh I've always been surprised at the people that line up for like hours and hours, which technically they're not supposed to line up until an hour before, but literally nobody. Yeah, no, my biggest, my, 
I love fan panels. That is my favorite thing. Like you said, the crazy theories for Game of Thrones one. That is so much fun. Like that kind of thing. I went to a Final Fantasy panel last year for 14. And it was like one of my favorite panels because it was just a bunch of fans talking about how much we love the series. It was just a bunch of people who wanted to talk about it. And, and those were the best panels. I've done that for a bunch of urban fantasy tracks because I, I also am really into urban fantasy. It's just fun to meet people who really like that stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, I avoid panels with actors. I've been to fan panels, but more often I'm I'm not going to say why. But I am on so many of them that I don't actually have time to go to the ones that I'm not on. Like, Is this because you are an attending pro? You said it. I don't think we have. Okay, we can we we can we can drink fine, whatever. God. I wasn't an attending pro, I think, until 2018. So for the first seven years, I went to Dragon Con. I wasn't. I was just on a bunch of fan panels. But I agree with you, Ashley. Even being on them, for me, being a panelist on a fan panel, and especially because I often get to be surprise moderator <laughs> with the high fantasy track. Like, I'll show up at a panel and Jen, who is the high fantasy track director, is like, oh, you're the moderator for this one, by the way. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Didn't know. Uh, which is like literally 90% of the time. Love Jen. Love the high fantasy track. It's honestly a joke between the two of us where she's just like, Bye. I'm laughing because I've been there when you found out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also a joke between the two of us. I love the high fantasy track. They're so great with how they organize their panels. Probably the best organized track I've ever been a part of and that's not to diss other tracks that's just saying they really do a good job of choosing panelists and having microphones available so that people in the audience can ask questions where we can actually hear them everyone can actually hear them even when the sound system is really bad because the sound system in that room is fucking terrible being on fan panels it's not about what the people up at the table are talking about or it shouldn't be about what the people up at the table are talking about. Like we're there to kind of respond to the audience is my take on it. Right. And I think high fantasy track does that really, really well. And especially being a moderator of those panels, it's like, Hey, I'm introducing this panel. We'll talk for like 15, maybe 20 minutes. And then it's open to questions and it's all about the people in the audience and what they want to ask, what they want to talk about. Uh, Manny, have you gone to any fan panels or yeah, I have in the past. You know, I had a, a few friends that had ran them. It was like a while ago. Again. Don't ask me what it is because I was drunk, maybe. <laughs> so, but yeah, I did go to a few fan panels. I did kind of enjoy them more. I felt like they were a little more off the cuff because obviously, you know, I'm a little more like stream of conscious. I'm a little more off script kind of person. Tara has, has actually brought me to the light about having scripts. So she's actually kind of changed my life a bit with that. But back then, it, I'm just a very kind of chaotic person. So it was kind of cool going to the fan panels and things were just kind of everywhere it was just kind of i don't know it was just kind of everywhere i guess i don't know you guys keep making me drink and then you ask me it's complicated you know? <laughs> what is your favorite thing to do at dragon con this is yours and marcy's first time on this podcast so or webcast so before we like wrap up with other things i want to know both of your favorite things about dragon con 
my favorite things, honestly, is just walking around. I probably walk about 30 miles a day at DragonCon every day, honestly. Like, I do not stop. And I'm one of those guys that I stay up until 7 in the morning because I go to the 4 a.m. raves. I go to, like, all those things. I go and I dance my ass off and I sober up and then I go out and get fucked again, you know? And I just kind of <laughs> keep fucking going and I keep Man, fucking going. we should going. be friends. <laughs> we should be friends, absolutely. I just keep going, you know? And, and I love going out. And, like, back in the day, like, the second year I went, it was, like, really cool because I was more of, a, of an introvert back then. So it was really nice that people came up to me and, like, spoke to me and stuff because I wasn't somebody who would just talk to someone. And that kind of, like, broke that in me to where I was like, now I go to Dragon Con, I'll get a little wasted, and I'll just start chit-chatting people up. And it's completely different from how I'm at, like, in my normal life. So it's like, it's just kind of being somewhere else. The way I kind of describe it is, like, this is how I would imagine me after death, if there was, like, an afterlife. It's like, I'm very open and very just, like, talking to everybody. And that's the biggest thing that I really enjoy is I love people watching. I love hanging out, meeting new people. I mean, dancing my ass off, you know, at the rave where it's like hot and cold in the same room, you know, and I'm just like, ah, that's what I live for, you know? And I'm just those, I'm just that guy that I'm like, this train is not stopping. So it's like <laughs> 7 a.m. I'll go to bed, maybe, if the party settles down. So when people like roll with me there, I'm like, look, before you roll with me, you need to understand. We're going to like the 1 a.m. rave. We're going to like the 2 a.m. dance party. We're going this. And like, I'm not stopping. When you're ready to go home, you go have fun. But Manny, staying up all night. All night. You gotta take advantage of it while it's here. I'd be lying if I said the vendor's hall wasn't like my favorite part. Like, I have like a custom dice tray with a custom dice cup. Okay. Like, I love going to the vendor's hall. But one thing I really, really enjoy is I've done a ton. I mean, when Sanderson did his first Dragonsteel panel, I flew to Utah and I was on every single panel but one at that convention. It was nonstop. And the audience was massive and like it was just, it was a lot. But after panels, people would come up to me and there was a lot of theorizing panels. Um, and people would come up to me and say, well, you said this about this theory. Well, what about this? And that happens at Dragon Con too, especially when I do Cosmere theorizing stuff. But people coming up to talk to me after a panel about something I've said, I love that. I have no problem diving deep. I don't like chit chat. Like I want to deep dive for like a good hour or two about who Odium's champion's going to be or whatever. You know, that is my favorite part of Dragon Con. When post panel, someone comes up to me and wants to discuss mm -hmm. something that we're talking about. Tara, I know you know what I'm talking about. It's I live for that. Like that is. As an introvert, as a very um, antisocial, not really into people, more of an animal person, the only time I really enjoy people is when we're having conversations about things like that. So, Wait, am I the only extrovert? I think so. You might be. I mean, <laughs> Dragon Con yeah. makes everybody an extrovert. Yeah. Yes, I am most That's why I always say, like, people talk about con crud and whatever for like a week after Dragon Con. I am so drained from that much social interaction that my phone is on do not disturb. I am not talking to anyone. My mother can blow my phone up. I don't care. I'm not answering. I cannot. Like, I'm done for like a week minimum. I can totally relate to that. You know, you, you say some things and then someone asks you about something that you say. Because being an introvert, you're a shadow. You know, mm -hmm. you're someone that's in the background. Introverts are the watchers, right? They're just yeah. the ones that like watch and they very rarely let anyone in. So when you say something that in your brain is probably like, well, that probably sounds kind of dumb. And then all of a sudden someone is trying to tear apart your entire thought process, not in a bad way. They, they want to get to know it. They're like, oh right. man, I get that. 
And at that point, it's like you're just like a singularity. You're just going to suck them completely in now. You're like, all right, now you're mine. I totally get that. Absolutely. I 100%. love that. I finished a panel and then like met up with someone later like, hey, can we talk later about this theory you had? And, yeah, of course. I mean, you're at the Hilton Courtyard at this time. And then we're like sitting at the Starbucks inside Hilton at 4 a.m. Like security's telling us we got to get out. And we're still like six hours in like having a conversation about this panel from earlier in the day. I love that. That is definitely my favorite part of DragonCon. The deep dives to the panel. I love so much that because there are all of these tracks, all of these fan tracks, that there are so many different fandoms that you can connect with. I never would have thought that I would connect with like video game track people. But that's what I did in 2019. Not so much in 2021 just because things were so they were so much less but then last year again when they had all the red dead stuff i met so many amazing people including a friend that i never would have met were it not for the red dead stuff that happened last year and then we got to reconnect at tombstone redemption in july and now this person is one of my close friends. Somebody that I met last year that I was like, okay, yeah, she's amazing. We're friends. And then we get to reconnect. And now we like have actually hung out in person a bunch for like a whole weekend. And now we're close friends. But it was all because of Dragon Con. That's what I love about this convention. I mean, honestly, while Ice and Fire Con is on a hiatus because I needed a goddamn break. Okay. After 10 years of doing this shit, I needed a fucking break, but it would not exist without Dragon Con. And I brought so many of my friends from Ice and Fire Con to Dragon Con and Ashley is one of them. I met Ashley at Ice and Fire Con 2013 and then I was like, oh, hey, I have a room at this hotel. It's not a host hotel, but I have a room at this and other hotel as someone who was really into cons i had heard of dragon con i'm like i really want to go to dragon con but that will never happen to me and then <laughs> on that note i have a lot to say about brandon sanderson but for now i'll just focus on the fact that i love stormlight archive but only stormlight archive but uh i had seen someone do this like badass cosplay of adolin from stormlight archive the most badass armor cosplay like and i had seen a picture of it in a Dragon Con group, and I was like, I need someone to tell me who this is. This is awesome. I need to have a conversation with this person. This is the most badass cosplay. This is exactly what I picture in my mind. Shockingly enough, Dragon Con being the community that it is, people in the comments were able to direct me to who was in this cosplay. Like, and you know, there's a helmet and everything, you can't see their face. So they were like, This is who it is. And I reached out to that person, and that person is actually Tyler in the chat. And we've become great friends and, you know, we talk all the also, time. Also is in love with Red Rising. Yes. He, and I'm pretty sure I know Tyler Rising. because I want to say Sam from Game of Thrones is what he cosplayed. I could be wrong. Tyler's the best. But if it wasn't for Dragon Con, like seeing his cosplay and being like, this is absolutely fucking incredible. I have to meet this person. And then like Dragon Con goers being like, okay, here's his Instagram. Here's his whatever. And me getting in touch with him and just being like, hey, your cosplay is awesome. Can we please be friends? Join my Cosmere group on Facebook or whatever. That was a few years ago. And we're going to be hanging out at Dragon Con this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, 
in it's what like, other circumstance would I make a great friend just from a picture on the internet? That's DragonCon to me. And that's the crazy thing. I saw Tyler commenting on stuff in Red Rising groups. And mm -hmm. I think he said like, yeah, Tara's great. And I was like, is this the guy who cosplayed Sam at some point, like a billion years ago? So wait, he also cosplays Adeline? The I'm most amazing that. cosplay you'll ever see. I promise you. Like, oh my god, armor is exactly what, when you see it. I'll either he'll send you a picture, or I will. Absolutely mind blowing. So I don't know if he uses three D printer or what, but like it is legitimate armor. It looks like shard plate. It's so badass. Well, concluding question before we close out for the night: What are you most excited for from Dragon Con this year? Many, you go first. Just meeting y'all hanging out with y'all. I just want to like have some drinks. I want to completely forget about normal life just for a few days. And you know what? Just that's the only thing. I just want to interact. That's it. I just want to interact. Get completely wrecked at a rave at 4 a.m. <laughs> that's my normal weekend, but okay. <laughs> okay, well apparently I'm in the wrong town, I guess, because ain't nothing like that happening here. I just, I just want to get wrecked at 4 a.m. Like, I, I don't care how old I am, okay? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Oh, you know? that's irrelevant when it comes to having a good time. No yeah. one needs to talk about age. Yeah. We're all oh. we're all twenty one at Dragon Con. Yes, yeah. you are forever twenty three. <laughs> yeah, but that's probably like the biggest thing is just like reconnecting and like seeing people that I haven't seen really since twenty nineteen because that was the last Dragon Con I went to. So I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to, man. Absolutely, hanging out, drinking, getting wrecked. That's it. Marcy, what about you? What do you want to think about it? I always really look forward to intellectual conversation. That is absolutely my favorite part. I mean, seeing people, I have so many people that like live in other states that I make a point to see during Dragon Con. You know, so like seeing people, seeing cosplay, checking out of real life, like Manny said, is not only welcomed, but needed right now in my life. So great timing. I'm like 80 at heart, but like you said, at Dragon Con, I'm 21. So like, I'm looking forward to living life and having intellectual conversation and just not allowing myself to be secluded in my bedroom. I'll be out mm -hmm. and about doing things. I'm, I need that and I'm looking forward to that. I love Dragon Con so much. I have so many friends there. I just, I wanna like see them all again. I just, I'm so excited to see everybody. I'm really excited to go to all the photo shoots. That's a big thing. I just hanging out with people who like the same things as me. That is such a big deal because I am an introvert, but at Dragon Con, you wouldn't know that because I'm like, oh, you want to talk about this? I can talk about this. I have hyper focused on this for yeah. many a year. Yeah, I'm just so happy to be back and meet everybody who likes the same things as me. I am really excited about the Hasbin Hotel hell of a boss because that is I, I don't know any of those people but it is it's a community that just seems awesome and i am happy to be a part of it and i am excited to meet everyone there i am excited to re-meet the final fantasy community i hung out with them last year and they oh, were final awesome fantasy. people they were super great people we ended up after the photo shoot last year just it turned into an impromptu dance party it was amazing so many awesome people there like just like in game exactly what happened <laughs> get a bunch of us together it turns into a dance party i don't know I, I'm, I'm bad at talking because introvert <laughs> i just want to meet people who are into the same things i am into 
I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm with you. I've got two fandoms that are like really strong for me right now. And they're not the ones anybody would suspect, I think, outside of like the past many years Drencom. But I'm really excited about two things. One is if you're a Red Rising fan, you need to hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever social media you utilize, because we're trying to do some Howler meetups at DragonCon this year. I am so looking forward to that. I'm going to get a Red Rising tattoo with Tyler right before the meetup. But if you are a Red Rising fan, please hit me up because we're gonna do at least one meetup if not two i am really excited because i missed out on a lot of the in-person red rising stuff that happened when lightbringer was coming out at comic-con etc etc so very excited to meet other red rising fans and also Battlestar galactica so i finally became an official member of one of the Battlestar galactica fan clubs Well, I mean, this happened in 2020, but obviously... 2020. They're going to be back at Dragon Con with a whole bunch of their official activities including their big Sunday night party and stuff so I'm pretty excited. You don't necessarily have to like be a member but you have to know the people so it's not like it's some super exclusive secret weird thing but I'm just very excited about finally being part of the BSG unofficial official fan group. If you are into something it is awesome to finally be part of the group yes i mean i have a call sign like (laughs) i was the first person who joined during the whole unoetic thing (laughs) my call sign is lockdown which i feel is like i mean it's kind of awesome (laughs) it's awesome especially because it was a joke between like i am locked down because i joined during that time and i am also locked down because i locked (laughs) (laughs) so so before we close out what are you guys what are you guys what are you guys (laughs) i've been drinking a lot okay yeah too much okay 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 what is the one last thing you want to say before i close out this episode manny you go first i would like to remind everybody that i've been drinking a little bit (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little uh, apprehensive about it just because I haven't been in a while. I haven't been around a group of people in three years now, pretty much. So I'm a little apprehensive about it. But um, I think once I get in the door, then I think I will be just fine. Also, going back to that Red Rising, I don't know if you remember, but you actually, I was going to Miami one time and you had suggested that book. And I don't think I ever told you that I actually did get the book. I think I got about halfway through it and then I just kind of forgot that I had it because I was doing Like I was really into it or whatever, but I do plan on finishing finishing it because I really did enjoy it. It was actually really good. So eventually I will get caught up with everybody else in that series and then I can actually talk about it. I'm just going to give a little advice. I beg of you to stay hydrated. So important. For every drink, have some water. Do your skincare, wash your makeup off at the end of the night, especially if you're doing heavy cosplay makeup. Ladies, watch your drinks. I haven't heard of that being an issue at Dragon Con, but can't be too safe. And only valuables in sight in your car if you park somewhere nearby. Yeah, and Hail Reaper. All right, Ashley, what about you? If you make a schedule for yourself, don't be heartbroken if you don't keep to it. Yes. Be be flexible because you will never make it to anything on time. You will never do everything that you want to do, but you might end up doing things that you didn't expect to do. 
that are absolutely awesome. And that came out sounding worse than I thought it would, but go with the flow. And you know what? There are great opportunities around every corner. There is a party in every room and everyone just wants to be your friend. Of course, there are poor actors everywhere, but for the most part, people here just really just want to meet you and be open to that because it can open up great friendships that will last a lifetime. I agree. I don't even know what to say beyond all of that other (laughs) than don't be afraid to talk to people, even if you're an introvert. Because everybody wants to we are for introverts here. If we can do it, you can do it. Guaranteed. (laughs) If all three of the other people on this webcast can do it. Which is hilarious to me. Because like, how did I end up being the only extrovert? Because you adopt us. That's what extroverts do. They adopt introverts. That's what it is. I think to me is I'm just like a, I'm like an egg. You know, like I'm very much of an introvert. But as soon as you just grab me and just kind of crack me on, on the pan, then to you, I'm going to be very extroverted. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to like, but you got to, you got to crack that egg first. You know? I've told Tara before she's like human Xanax because <laughs> when we were paneling together, it like, it just made me so comfortable. So I think that's why you attract introverts. We just feel like you got it. You're good. You know, well, we're good. Cause you're good. <laughs> Patrick was like, ah, oh, I'm getting a little misty. And then as, as you see on the highlights here, Dragon Con is truly fucking magical. I agree. I don't really try to adopt introverts, but apparently it's the thing that I, because also I'm pretty sure all of my roommates this year are introverts. So there's that too. I'm not judging or anything. I'm just like, should I feel bad that I'm just, just just don't be offended if we don't talk to you for a week afterwards because we're recharging. (laughs) I'm forcing my introvert friends into being like, no, it's fantastic. We just go to you for guidance. We're like, how, how do we talk to people? Tell us. I don't think it's that so much, but more no. like, oh, look, we don't say it. We just walk next to you. Yeah. While we just you walk win. next, exactly. You friend everyone. I can fake the funk. I can act like an extrovert. It's just afterwards, I'm so drained that I'm like, everybody leave me alone. I'm going to go take a nap. Well, I feel that. I feel for that. all you introverts at Dragon Con, apparently, you can just come find me and I will adopt you. She'll As Daniel you. said, the introvert Sherpa. <laughs> As we close out the episode, just want to give a shout out to our Here's Your Patron, Tommy of the TKOK Podcast Network. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thanks again for joining us for DragonCon 7.0. We'll be back with our post-DragonCon show, DragonCon The Hangover. Mm-hmm. I don't know when yet. It is either going to be on Friday, September 8th or Saturday, September 16th. I don't know. I will update as soon as I do. If you find me at Dragon Con. Mention that you watched this webcast, and I will give you one of my very few and coveted. You want, you want the ribbons? Yes, ribbons one of my life. very few and coveted Drinking Con ribbons. So, hey Ashley and Manuel, co-sign. Thanks, Tara. Thanks for hosting. Absolutely. Yes, and Thank also, you guys. guys, whoever's watching it, find me at the rave at four a.m. I will. <laughs> I will I will find you Manny you will find find me yes Thank you for listening to the Geek Saga podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out other Geek Saga entertainment endeavors, including the Sagas and Sass webcast and podcast and Ice and Fire Con. 